This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school. Conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode. This week is a solo episode, and next week we'll be back with a guest. If you've kind of missed or have been watching out of order, last week we had a guest that is a third-year dental student at USC, and she's currently pregnant with her first child, and she's hoping to go to orthodontics residency, and we talk a lot about family planning and everything, but we also talk about just kind of the struggles that dental students might go through when it comes to comparison and even doubting if dentistry was right for her. So that's a really great episode to listen to if you maybe feel like traditional general dentistry just doesn't feel right, you're not excelling in your preclinic courses. She talks about how she realized orthodontics was the right path for her and we just offer some encouragement to that. And then this week's episode is a solo episode that you're listening to right now. I'm just going to kind of do a little mid-summer semester check-in and also share some of my favorite traditions, I would say, that U of M's dental school, different student orgs and events put on every year, just kind of like a couple that popped into my head that I look forward to on the calendar every year. And then... Looking ahead, letting you know next week on July 25th, we have another guest, and he is a pediatric dentist from Colorado, and he's been practicing for a while, practice owner, father, so he has kind of a different perspective to offer than when I bring on new dentists and dental students because he's a lot more seasoned in his experience and he works very closely with residency programs for pediatrics so he gives really great insight if you're going to be applying to a dental residency some of the things they're maybe looking for in applications so since this episode is kind of chatty in general I'll let that be the intro this week and we'll get right into our conversation about dental school here at Michigan from my experiences. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. All right, I've got my calendar pulled up as like a reference point. I don't want to go as in-depth as I do like week-to-week recapping what's been going on, but basically during our little break at the end of April leading into May, that's when I was at the Michigan Dental Association annual session, so I didn't have a super long break. I only had like a half of a week off, and then I was spending time there. It was still like relaxing, and it wasn't high stress or anything, and it was local. It was only in Novi, Michigan, which is like 35 minutes away, but I didn't like go on a big trip like a lot of people do during our semester breaks. And then we start the first week of May for this semester, and honestly, things have just been 
pretty busy, but at the same time, enjoyable and like low stress. And I personally really like being busy and a lot of the things in my schedule I'm putting in there myself and that's what makes it busy, but that's kind of what I thrive off. That's what makes me feel the most fulfilled and being involved in different student orgs and going to like the workout studio that I joined all make me happy and make me enjoy dental school more. So I guess that's one of the big things and I've mentioned it before, but I joined a workout studio in Ann Arbor. It's a chain around the U.S. so there might be one near you. It's called Barcode and they do bar obviously, but they also have a kickboxing, hit, yoga, strength, and some kind of blended classes too. So I've been trying to go to that As much as I can, I have like an unlimited package, which I'm really thankful for, and I literally will go every day that I can. It usually ends up being three to five times a week. It just depends on if I can make it to a class based on the rest of my schedule. And I was adamant about getting patients scheduled pretty quickly. We were supposed to start seeing patients that first week of May, and Once I found that out, I tried to get people into my schedule, and I did, and I think that helped a lot with me having some progress made towards our requirements and our goals that kind of set for us. We're supposed to have 900 CEUs to graduate, so that's clinical education units, and each procedure is kind of assigned a different number. Like, depending how many surfaces the filling is, it would go up, like, 0.25 or something, and doing a cleaning is one, like, it so... 900 cleanings or something in two years like that's crazy for the pace that there were allowed to see patients but other things are worth more like delivering crowns dentures because those are multi-step appointments bite splints teeth whitening trays different things kind of have higher like points that you get also a lot of perio stuff like when not just a profi, but if you're doing like perio records, perio reval, SRP, those things can kind of add up points too, different from kind of drilling and filling or pros work. So that's just like a random overview that can maybe give context for other things I'm talking about, but we were only allowed to see three patients a week scheduled and then you can add up to two more either through doing a same day appointment with a fourth year student or just bringing in a patient on a waitlist spot where they find out if they have a chair or not within like 12 to 18 hours beforehand. So like pre-booked, you know you have a spot, three people a week, and then two extra maybe. But I don't think there was ever a week where I did more than three. This coming week in July, the week that you're listening to this episode, I'm trying to have four I actually was trying to have five, but one of the patients already canceled, so that meant that I would only have four if that even works out, but the fourth would be my dad, so I'm pretty sure he'll show up for me, which is nice. I'm making him whitening trays, which has been kind of cool learning how to do that. It's very easy, but just like learning the way it works at our school, because there's a bunch of paperwork and they have to prepay for it because it's kind of expensive, and I messed up a lot of that. Like, I didn't know that there was paperwork, so... That's like the main thing I will say about clinic is that it's very just unnecessarily particular and the systems that they have in place don't always make sense and for certain things they're trying to fix them and change them especially with our implant paperwork that apparently it does not work well at all. I haven't had any patients that are having implant treatment planning and we don't even place the implants as the third and fourth years the residents do and then we get to restore them but only if it's posterior and only if it's not two implants touching we can't do any anterior 
implant crowns, which I don't understand. And then if there's two teeth in the back that are being placed, you also can't place those two implants, which it's all just strange because at the end of the day, all of the prosthodontic stuff is the lab designing it. I guess if we give them a bad impression, that's why it would be our fault. But like, we don't do that much of the work for whether or not the crown is going to fit and look right. So I don't really understand why they don't let us restore anterior implants or to touching posterior implants. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a bunch of random little rules, little ways you're supposed to do things, ways that people kind of get around the rules, which are kind of questionable. And then sometimes just like things you should be doing, but no one tells you. And then you don't know until what, now it's July. And then you're learning and probably even in September, October, November, even at the end of third year, there's still going to be things that I'm learning when it comes to logistics of like how the dental clinics here work. So that's a lot of what summer's been, just kind of dipping my toes in, if you will, and trying to figure everything out. But I've been very fortunate for the most part. Most of my patients show up. I think I started with like 17 or 18 people and I got assigned like one or two more, but one of them decided not to come back to the school. I had to kick like four off my list because they were unresponsive or they kept no showing me. But for the most part, majority of those people have been showing and I've been able to see all of them except for one patient isn't due until like mid-August and we're on break. So I'll see that patient for the first time in September. But everyone else I've been able to see this semester like I was supposed to, which is part of our grade. Each semester we're graded on two test cases and then meeting different requirements of doing enough assisting, seeing enough patients each week, and also like our daily clinic evaluations, which is just like an online form you submit after each appointment to the instructor that you worked with, the faculty, and you just say like who it was, what you did, and like one thing you want to improve. So it's pretty easy, but it's also really easy to forget to do it. But thankfully, our class technology chair, we use like Slack. It's kind of like a better version of a group me. She set up an automated reminder in there that every day at 5 p.m. says fill out the daily clinic eval. So that helps a lot of us remember to do it. So we have to do like almost 40 assists, fill those out for every appointment, meet with your faculty coach, not have your patients going unattended basically if they were overdue for anything or if you're not being responsive to them or if you're not taking good contact notes, those would all hurt your clinic grade. And then all of that kind of just like professionalism stuff gets a percentage of the clinic grade and then the other percentage is your test cases. So we have to do two restorative test cases this semester. Um, One is like a caries risk assessment, so that's not even like drilling on people or doing anything it's just kind of evaluating their state but I talked about that in another episode it's kind of tough right now because none of my patients meet the criteria and they won't give me new patients so thankfully I think I'm going to be able to do it with a fourth year student this coming week so hopefully next time you hear an intro you'll get an update if I was able to do my caries risk assessment but basically they have to have four active lesions like on different teeth and all of my patients are returning to the school being had already been seen by dental students in the past so most of their needs have been taken care of and they're just in maintenance phase so didn't even apply to them and then the other test case we were supposed to do is just a digital scan and I was able to do that on my patient when I fabricated the bite splint for her 
I scanned it, sent it to the lab, and the lab made the bite splint through like 3D printing models of her mouth and then making the bite splint that way. And a lot of my other classmates are doing that test case on each other. All of our other future test cases have to be on patients, but this first scan could have been on a classmate. But since I had an actual patient that was applicable, I did it on a patient because I thought, why not challenge myself more, I guess. And then I guess the other highlight other than doing the bite splint, lots of exams, lots of profies, some perio maintenance. I also have a patient that needs SRP, but they had to cancel this week, so I wasn't able to do that. So I haven't done any SRP yet. And then I also did a little bit of kind of border molding for a patient's existing denture that we then sent to the lab to do a hard reline. And then they actually fit a lot better. And the patient was like so happy. She was like taking selfies with me to send to her husband. Like she was really, really happy. So that was kind of nice. And those were probably the only two big things I've done. And then, like I said, exams, cleanings. And then this past week, I did my first restoration, just a tiny, tiny, tiny little filling. It was on 24 MF, so just like kind of interproximal cervical area. And it definitely was like clear decay, but it's just such a small tooth in a lot of people, including this patient, that I went in to open it with the 330 burr. By the time I opened it up, pretty much all the decay was out, smoothed it out a little bit, beveled it so it would blend a little bit better and restored it. It was turned out fine. I probably could have done a little bit better. The instructor was saying with like the contour of the embrasure space, I kind of left a little bit more of an opening than I should have. Like I closed the contact so that like floss, you could tell that the contact was closed, but more cervically it was open a little bit. So she gave me some tips to kind of work on the contouring in the future. And that same patient needs another filling on the lingual side of a different lower anterior. So that'll probably be my second filling, but I don't think I'll be able to get him in until September. I keep talking about September because for me, I only have one major rotation this semester and it's pediatrics. So the rotations that we have is orthodontics, endodontics, pediatrics, oral surgery, and hospital. So orthodontics is four times this semester, like one three-hour period at a time, just randomly spread out. So I've only done two of them or one of them, I think. So I still have a few Oh, four times throughout the year, actually. My bad. Not this semester. I was like, the semester's over. When would I be doing the other three? That makes sense. Four times throughout the year. So I have three left. And then endodontics, I think there's three sessions throughout the year. I haven't done any of those yet because I start in the fall. Hospital is two consecutive weeks. Pediatrics is two consecutive weeks. Oral surgery is one week. So this summer, I have pediatrics for two weeks, the last week of July and the first week of August, and then we have Monday, Tuesday, August 8th and 9th to see patients, and then we have the rest of that week and all the following week to take finals, so the clinic is closed. So what that kind of implies is that when you're listening to this, it's my last week seeing patients for the semester other than August 8th and 9th. I think I'm still seeing a couple people because I wanted to squeeze them in and, you know, try to get those extra credits and at the end of the semester and just if people need anything, I'd rather see them now than make them wait for a like three week break and everything. But generally speaking, this week that the podcast is going up is my last week seeing patients and then I have pediatrics for two weeks. So That's why I'm kind of rushing to make sure I get that carries risk assessment test case done because my grade would be hurt. I'd get like a zero out of 100 if I don't do it this semester, which is a little stressful. And then 
I'm hopefully going to be able to do some restorations on my D4 verticals patients as well at some point. He's applying to orthodontics, so I'm assuming that, especially by like winter, which is our like winter, spring, January through May that semester, he probably won't care as much to do as much restorative work since he already would be accepted into orthodontics and know that's what he's doing doesn't really need to learn and practice restorations more because he's never going to do them again kind of thing. So hopefully I'll get to do a good bit of work on his patients as time goes on. But in general, I'm just hoping to get to do a couple restorations to work on some more of our restorative test cases. I did the digital one, like I said, and then I also did one through our oral medicine class that is required that's just kind of doing a health history. And I think that's about it though because I don't have any other patients that meet the needs, like I said, and they also told us not to start our perio test cases until fall. We have to do, sometime during third year, scaling and root planning, that's SRP, um, a prophy with like four identifiable spots of calculus, and we have to do a perio maintenance with same thing, I think, four identifiable spots of calculus, and then a perio records test case. I think those are the four. So it's just like keeping track of those and knowing which patients you might want to use for them. That way you don't see the patient do the work and not test case it and then not have anyone else that meets the requirements. So it's important to be aware of the requirements. That way you kind of have an eye out for if they would or wouldn't apply. I think that's about everything for our little recap though, because I could also talk about like all the extracurricular stuff, but I'm kind of going to talk about that in the little next segment where I just give you guys some fun list, if you will, of some of the student favorite kind of events that we have at our dental school. Just because I didn't want to only do a recap in this episode, I wanted to give you something kind of tangible if you're considering our school or if you're in dental school and maybe trying to bring some new events to your students. This could be some good ideas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, so part two of this episode. I realize pairing these two things together is kind of random, but... You know, all the solo stuff is just sharing my experiences at dental school, and I happened to go to Michigan, and I'm going to list off, it looks like, eight events, I would say, that we have at our dental school. None of these are actually through the dental school specifically. They're more like through the student organizations at the dental school, so just to preface it with that. So the first thing is the school-wide bar crawl, and our first years start mid-June usually orientation is like the 18th ish of June whatever that Monday would be and then the Friday before that we always have our school-wide bar crawl and each class designs a t-shirt sometimes they have like dental puns or they're just cute like our class was a big M like the black M the Michigan logo but it was actually the MTV font and then instead of TV it says 24 so it's like M24 because we're class of 2024 and then the D2s was like 
it's drilling time, like it's Miller time font, except drilling. And then the D ones was some pun about like drinking, I think. Like, oh, it was about like 2.30 in the afternoon, but tooth hurty. That was kind of the pun, I think. And then the fourth years just said blanks drinking shirt. And then they all wrote their names in them with Sharpie. That was kind of fun. But yeah, every year a class designs a shirt for that. And that's kind of our big way of just having everyone mingle, get to see Ann Arbor. And the people that pick like the stops for it and usually like organize the shirts is through the student council for each class. And then another thing that's kind of an annual event that we're bringing back that we were able to do the first time since COVID this year is the ASDA scavenger hunt. We call it the ASDA amazing race. And that's also just for D1s. The school-wide bar crawl is for everyone, obviously, because it's school-wide, but the scavenger hunt is just ASDA giving that to the D1s, and they kind of run all around Ann Arbor with clues to popular spots, take a little group selfie, and then finish for a social where we provide dinner and everything for them. Just another way for them to see the town, meet their classmates, and get introduced to the concept of ASDA, even though we don't like present to them or anything. And then another event that I remembered is actually because it's happening this weekend that I'm recording is DSD, which is Delta Sigma Delta Slip and Slide. They do that every July and they set the date really early so like everyone knew it was going to be this date so that they could like try to be in town and stuff. We have an actual DSD house at our school. They were like the first chapter ever, the Alpha founding chapter. I'm not in DSD definitely want to preface it with that but a lot of dental students are especially because we're like the founding chapter and they have their own house and they put like a giant tarp and like floaties and inflatable pools and things out there and they have a big slip and slide party and while we're on the topic of dsd again i'm not in it so i don't want to give too much info but i know a lot of dental students that's a big part of their experience at Michigan and like the memories and friends that they make so a couple other events that they have are wine and cheese which is where they wear like cocktail dresses and have a big gathering there and have like faculty and everything come and the men wear like suits so it's just like a formal wine and cheese night but people have a good time afterwards and enjoy getting dressed up DSD also has our big Halloween party that's open to all the dental students and then if you do join DSD, there's a couple other big parties, gatherings with induction. They have like a formal and an informal levels of induction that they do. And again, all of that's through Delta Sigma Delta at our dental school. And anything that's other than like induction, but like slip and slide, Halloween party, any like big parties that they might have are open to anybody. Any dental students can go. You can bring like significant others, friends. Just if you're not a member, you just pay extra basically. And then another event that happens in the summer that a lot of dental students are involved in is our golf outing, which is also through ASDA. And then bringing it around, I'm kind of looking at this like chronologically from now through the rest of the year, is in the fall, in September, we start tailgates. And ASDA puts those on for all the major games. And a lot of times they're sponsored by different dental companies or dental groups. And that gives us money to make them really fun, have food and drink and music, 
hopefully more lawn games and everything this year. Everyone comes out in their school apparel, and it's right across the street from the big house, which is the Michigan Stadium. It's on the golf course there, so it's really easy to get to the game if you are going to the game. But one of them last year, we literally had, I think, almost every dental student. Like The photo of everybody was huge, and it was a great time. And then also in the fall, we have a Tuesday Tuesday, which isn't like a big deal per se, but I just think it's funny that we call it that. It's kind of a random way of referring to the day that you start joining clubs in September. And if you didn't go here, you wouldn't have heard of it before. So now if you do come to Michigan in the future, you will have heard of Tuesday Tuesday. And then in the spring semester, we have our mandibal, which is a formal event like long dresses, suits, tuxes, whatever you want to do, but fancy. Everyone gets dolled up. It's kind of like dental school prom. So we call that the mandibal, or you could also call it like gala. We need to be more consistent with our name, but I think we weren't sure if people would know what we meant by mandibal. Basically like the mandible jawbone, but a ball. And that's also put on by ASDA, but open to the whole dental school. And again, plus ones, like dates if you want to bring people that aren't dental students. And then the last one is Give Kids a Smile Day, which was in April, I think, this year. And that is when... This is through the AAPD at our school, so the Pediatric Dentistry Club, and they organize it all, the different faculty and staff, like the people that work at dispensing and that like get everything clean, help us just make the clinics run, all come in on a Saturday as well as the faculty and then a bunch of student volunteers, probably like 60, 80 students, and we either assist or we see patients and all the patients are kids and they're completely free dental care for anyone that's able to come and I think we saw around I don't know if there's like a hundred of us probably like 250 patients maybe because most people saw one in the morning one in the afternoon were able to do radiographs and diagnosing and a couple people were able to do treatment but the main premise is that get kids comfortable with the dentist if they've never been get them in communication with our social worker at the school who can help them find some type of dental coverage through the state if they don't have it. That way they can start bringing their kid to the dentist and getting them procedures that they need. Um, People did some like quick profies, but no usually extractions or restorative work. It was more diagnosis and then referring them to our pediatric clinic to then get seen as a patient there. And then our school just started doing a dentistry's got talent like talent show that's going to happen this month I don't know if I'll be able to make it but I could see that being an ongoing event if it goes well this year and that's about everything that came to mind when I was thinking of like major things just like the fall football fun and then the gala in the spring give kids a smile and if you're in DSD all those DSD things but overall it's a really fun time and the weeks just like fly by because there's always so many different events going on through different clubs and you might be studying for exams or practicals or just like enjoying life in Ann Arbor in general there's always a lot of events going on locally too that aren't related to dental school at all so I really do like Ann Arbor for dental school grad school whatever program you might be considering But that is everything for this week's episode, and I will talk to you all next Monday when you hear from our guest, Dr. Sean Whalen, the pediatric dentist in Colorado.